This is J.B. McConville, a.k.a. J. Business. I don't have any allegiance. I'm just looking for the money. You're listening to the DU Football Show. I tell you, JB gives really good voice. He sounds great, but uh, as I as I told Sam that show, he's douchier than Graham, and that's really hard to do, isn't it, boys? <laughs> I mean, there isn't much douchier than Sam Graham in this world, is there? I think you reached master level there. Oh my gosh, especially especially with the whole Facebook Live thing while oh, yeah. he was in England. Talk about somebody making it all about the fucking selves. You can see his nose hair. And I'm the egomaniac. <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> Let's start the show. Hello and welcome to the Drunkard United Football Show, a completely biased recap of the English Premier League is told by two common American schmucks. I am your host, Sam Houston, and across the way from me, to take the place of uh, Mr. Graham, we found another Arsenal supporter, but our very, very dear friend, Rob. Robbie, how the fuck are you, man? What's going on, Sammy? It's good to see you, brother. Good to see you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, not a problem, man. Not a problem at all. So, uh, are you are you already well, fucking with the button? I would just say someone would call this an upgrade. Oh, well. I mean, it's... not that I don't enjoy looking over at Graham, but it's you know I giggle every time I look over at Rob <laughs> and his little beard looking back at me. All right, all the mute button. And I'm your husband. You should only have googly eyes for me, woman. <laughs> what else is there to say? Can we just? End this now? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We're recording at Studio H just outside our nation's capital. You can check us out on just about any podcast platform you can think of. Uh, Please rate, subscribe, review, and share with your friends. And should you want to chat with us, there's many ways that you can. So, Robbie, why don't you tell the good people how they get in touch? Yeah, you can reach us uh, by email at uh, dufootballshow at gmail.com and on all the socials also at DU football show. Fabulous. And uh, also, welcome to all of the American Hammer TV people that have been checking us out. Uh, had a blast this past uh, Tuesday. I did the uh, Fat, Drunken, Stupid fantasy show. Um, completely fucked up a player. The name assassin struck again. I said, uh, when they talked about who are great players on their team, I said Anultovich when I meant Yarmolenko. Fortunately, <laughs> they were quick enough to correct me, and I was quick enough to admit that I fuck up on all names. Now, as I always like to say, Rob... You could just drive your happy ass over here. And against my better judgment, because he's on cloud fucking nine right now, we welcome back our gobshite, copite, 6-0 fucking Liverpool fan, Josh. How you doing, sir? Doing well. How you doing? Good. Oh, I forgot. And Drunkard United teammate, by the way. So, you know, the good one. (laughs) Minor details. (laughs) So, um... I work in the wine and spirits industry, but something you guys should be very aware of is that myself and Rob have two very deep, passionate loves. One's called whiskey. The other is called gin. We are, here, sim- here. We are simpatico that way. So, as the red-blooded Americans we are, we vow to have a drink in our hands throughout this show and every show. Rob, why don't you tell the good people what we're drinking tonight? Yes, sir. We are drinking the Game of Thrones collection, Night's Watch edition of the Oban Reserve. It is part of Diageo's classic malt series. Uh, it is from the Northern Highland part of Scotland. It has a faint hint of peat. It is 86 proof, and it runs on the shelves of anywhere from 79.99 to 84.99. And uh, myself and Rob, uh, about a month ago, uh, I was feeling randy and bought all the Game of Thrones whiskeys. And Rob and I, in you know what was probably the greatest idea ever, decided to spend an entire night drinking all of them because that was a really good idea. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you came home that night, actually. <laughs> no, I did, did not. not. Did you guys cuddle? <laughs> well, he's the big spoon. Only, you, know, you know this. Only if... Only if he's got dreamy eyes, you know. So, um, all right. Well, then, hey, boys, let's get into the show. Let's have a great show tonight. 
Uh, I keep trying to avoid talking about them, but I mean, I guess I finally have to. Let's open up with the uh, thigh rubber of the weekend, boys. Uh, six straight. What is it? 15 straight wins, 23 straight um, positive results in the league, right? Yeah, the last like last year against Man City was your last loss, I believe. Yeah. So Liverpool 2, Chelsea 1. Whew. What a set-piece goal by mm. Alexander-Arnold. Absolutely unreal. Uh, oh, man. I, I, they definitely caught Chelsea by surprise, I think, because, you know, you have Salah, Henderson, and Alexander-Arnold standing over the ball. Mm. I mean... And the fact that Salah just stepped over it, touched it, and that was just a rocket to the top right corner. And they typically say with free kicks, like, do not do the pass. Like, right. run onto the ball straight and kick it. Do not do the touch away. It never works. And it was fucking brilliant. It was perfect. Yeah. And it's crazy because the last, last three years, I think, Alexander Arnold's taking our free kicks, and even though he's like a right back, but he even if it even if they didn't move it, he probably would have banged it anyway, just because he's hitting a bunch of just straight set pieces that are incredible, and he takes all the corners and everything. So it's it's crazy that we have like a 21 year old right back that is that good at set pieces. So it's just like another weapon to add on to everything else. Yeah, yep. yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, across the board, the back line's looking great, and uh, the, I mean, I think the biggest improvements Matip, and you can completely give credit to Van Dyke because of that, because with Lovren, Matip looked completely lost. Now, um, <clears throat> how do you feel about the uh, open of the campaign, Josh? I mean, as a whole. I mean, I mean, obviously six and zero, you're fucking happy. But like, how do you looking at it as a whole? How do you feel? Yeah, I mean, can't have too many complaints about. It. Like, the biggest complaint would have been that if you was compared to this to last year, that maybe our defense doesn't look as absolutely solid to start off. But that's absolutely picking nits at this point. So yeah, we we talked about it a little bit last week. It almost feels like there's a perfect meeting of the last two years of Liverpool football, where it was the first year it was this high-scoring, high-flying offense, but the defense was conceding like crazy, to last year where the team just seemed to live on a knife's edge and would find themselves ended up ultimately drawing a lot of games because they were just trying to be like, all right, we're going to be resolute. It seems like they're giving up a few goals, but there's a little more of that freedom on the offense. It it feels like more of a give and take instead of a one or the other, like the last two seasons it felt like. Yeah, and I'd say for now it doesn't seem like they're it seems like they're more reliant up front on having Firmino in the lineup where if he's out, they if they have a Regan or Shakiri, then they're not clicking all centers as much. So they seem yeah. much more reliant to have Firmino in the lineup and to help the entire front run like a more well-oiled machine that way yeah he's creating he's he's most of the attacks are going through Firmino on all creation it's all him it seems for the most part yeah after Van Dyke he's the most important guy to have in that lineup because he makes everything else go all right so let's go ahead and discuss the second goal before we get into how the second goal kind of got there obviously with the with the the goal pulled back um Chelsea's center backs just they can't seem to it doesn't matter what the combination is yep. they don't want to defend they fall asleep at the wheel constantly yeah I hate to do this but you also have to give Liverpool a little bit of credit because they have a lot of big men that they have to take care of and you have somebody like Firmino that goes under the radar and is wide open for a, yeah. a five yeah. yard but, header but he's know? the center striker on a front three they, I mean if there's the one person they should cover 
it should be the guy right in the fucking middle, right? Yeah, if there's a one spot, it would probably be the front of the six. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Like, that's like, true. Maybe maybe that's the guy you should yeah. be marking. But um, what led to that was, um, you know, I, I don't want to get too into the minutia of VAR because we can just go down a rabbit hole and never come back from it. But yet again, and this happened twice over this weekend, and it's happened multiple times, VAR reverses a call, other team scores quickly in a pivotal part of the game that literally changes the face of the game. I mean, it's... I We, we could... We could get into it. Let's just say this much: the the offside, eh, you know, offside. Was he really involved in that portion of the play? When did the well, pass I, go off his foot? How much was he? It's just odd. Well, I think I think the mount offside was they played it to him. Then he kind of started that attack. When they played it to him, he was offside. But yeah, it's it's def- a lot of the when they pull back for VAR, it's always kind of a weird thing because it's. 30 seconds before the plays even before the pivotal part of the plays even really started. Right. So then, and then once they score, it just takes all the air out of the room. Cause you're sitting there for like 30 seconds while a ref's just sitting there with point to his ears. Like, Hey, I just got to wait for this. And then everyone else is kind of being like, all right, hey, is it a goal or, but, but what's next? Is it going all the way back to where the play started back on defense to figure out if a guy was on the other half of the field before the ball got cleared out? Like get rid wh- of it. Like what, what's going to be the rule for offsides? I mean, they right. seem to have a very clear definition. Here's a little red line. It's in front of the blue line. You're offsides, but there's still too much interpretation to where the play happens. Now, getting away from that, do coaches need to start coaching their teams to be prepared for being on the field for a flip or a reversal in call? Because teams are getting burnt. Yeah, I think they do. Uh, at this point, uh, you, you, we all know soccer players the best. We're, we can be very emotional people. No, not pitch. you. And I'm, a, yeah, I'm a shining example of that. Um, so That's it, all there is to it. Yeah, thank you, Sam. Exactly. <laughs> Way to chime in. Um, but yeah, I absolutely do think that uh, at least a discussion needs to be had with the players because this is obviously something that they didn't have to deal with growing up playing playing a sport. Right. And now that we're getting this wrench thrown into the game where it completely does change the momentum and everything right. else involved with the flow of the game. Mm-hmm. And yep. then you're expected to not care to the point and just keep pr- producing. It's you play to the whistle. Well, what if the whistle's already been blown and then you play another 30 seconds past the whistle, you know? And yeah, it, you're gonna, I, I, I mean, I get it. You're a professional. Get your fucking head out of your ass. Do, yep. your, do your job. But I almost feel like, I, Josh, what do you think? I mean, do you think a coach needs to kind of prepare their team to... Be ready. You're going to get fucked over. You it, have to ignore it and keep going. What it, it feels a lot like when you're like 10, and then after you score, your coach is like, all right, now play off for like five minutes. Don't let up. But So it's like they, they score, and then and then you got to wait, and then the goal is taken off, and everyone's just like, oh, this sucks. So like, ask what was. So they're really like, oh, mounts off size. I had a goal yeah, taken was- away. Like Their head's no longer in it, and... Meanwhile, Liberals going down the other end of the field and got a free kick. I guess yeah. who gave up the free kick? Yeah, yeah, Pocor- yeah. His, uh, yeah. Head, his head's still he, 30, 30 yards yep. back the other way. Yep. Yeah. So it, now, second half, uh, credit to Chelsea. They showed life. They came back. They played well. Um, I I wouldn't discredit Liverpool so much as you know. I think Liverpool knew, hey, we're two nothing on the road. Let's see this bad boy out. We're playing. Uh, they may be young, but they're good. So 
there was certainly opportunity, it seemed. Does Liverpool need to be concerned about the the attacking left flank? So coming down the right side on uh, Alexander-Arnold, because that's really where it seemed with Mount and um, uh, Alonso really kind of just charging that side of the field. Yeah, I think that that was be a product of the way they play anyway, because Robertson and Alexander-Arnold are always going to be like bombing down the flanks anyway, so there's always going to be space left. So with any halfway decent team that can counterattack, a lot, there will be at least twice a game where a team's going to be coming down and Van Dyke's like pretty much defending 50 yards by himself be at, while their outside backs are like racing back. So there's always going to be that danger anyway just with how they play. It just hasn't – because Van Dyke's been so good with where he's had in the middle, it hasn't really caught up to him too much yet. Yeah, yeah. Now um, it, we'll, we'll get into Liverpool a touch more when we talk about City because let's face it, they're hand-in-hand. Hand. Let's uh, close out with just the thought on – Chelsea, it, is it a different kind of like acceptance when you look at Chelsea's young squad that makes mistakes, does things well, seems to be getting it together? Does it seem like Frank's got more of a leash than, let's say, Man U, who is also a very young team, particularly with the injuries they have? Like, they're a really young team, but there seems to be a different patience level with what Chelsea is doing versus what Man U is doing. Yeah, I mean, Chelsea should have a bit of a longer leash for Lampard because he has a transfer ban and his team's a lot younger. I mean, Chelsea notoriously has the shortest leash of any like big club, but they're be- Chelsea's better than their position in the table would dictate. They've just had a couple of results that didn't necessarily go their way, but I think they have talent there. I think Lampard just needs time to figure out how his proper rotation and who is his best 11 at all times. So as a uh, fellow Londoner and uh, rival, Robbie, your thoughts on Chelsea so far this season? Yeah, I think they have... uh, It's weird watching them, to be honest. Um, You're used to seeing all these Chelsea legends play, and now I I guess their longest tenure player right now is maybe Azpacoita. Yeah, yeah. Conte is considered a senior player. It's just a a weird thing to watch, for me at least. But I think... uh, they have the the foundation to be a great team. They just need to figure, like Josh was saying, out like, who's the best eleven to put on the field. Clearly, uh, Angola Conte should be on the field. Yeah, <laughs> as much as possible. Yeah, coming back from the injury didn't you know that certainly didn't help. But yeah, you're you're right. Conte it, needs to be on the field. How I that say, was all Con- by himself. Con- you know? Conte needs to be the holding midfielder. Frankly, yeah. it doesn't yeah. need to be Jorginho. Right. You have the best holding field, holding midfielder in the world, and you have him playing on the outside, which is kind of baffling and that's now two managers that are doing it fortunately Conte is just a he's a professional and he's right. going to do his damn job you know so it, you know you want to look at there's head scratchers like giving up a two goal lead to Sheffield United but hey they could have been Everton and lost to him <laughs> two nothing so a couple of the dark horses handle business at home against big six sides Leicester City 2, Tottenham 1, West Ham 2, Manchester United 0. Um, we already talked about the VAR a little bit, but Spurs were cruising till that VAR. call. I yeah, love precisely. VAR. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think Sam uh, Graham would have appreciated the use of his fuck VAR in that moment no. because it because it fucked over, you know, Spurs, so Absolutely. he probably loves VAR. Yeah, it was awesome. Oh, uh, you'll you'll definitely it was you're like going to hear something about I production. I don't have a button that says I love VAR. No, All I've got from him that. is fuck VAR. Yeah. The uh, I mean, that second goal counts. That game's over, right? Absolutely. Yeah. The, the game's over. 
Yeah. And and it, the response again, Lester responds almost immediately with yeah, a goal. They scored within three minutes, I think. All right, Each of a goal. Uh, <laughs> 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 just Jamie F. and Vardy being Jamie F. and Vardy charging down the Jamie field. Jamie F. and Vardy. Get, well, it was uh, James Madison that yeah. scored that second. He, he had a great game. I, He's a stud. I really like like what he does. I so I brought this up about um about Lester a few weeks back. You know, Madison and Tillemans kind of feel like Mores and Conte. That's like it. It's not the same as that team that won the league, but this team's got legs. This team is good. It probably would have the same odds that they did when they won the Premier League that year. I I kind of feel like this team is going to be battling for fourth place. I feel like they're going to be there. Like there's there's a good chance this team could be seeing Champions League soccer next year. Brendan Rodgers is a great manager to get them there too. So I I, he's, I would he's have the to right, agree. Yeah. He's the right guy with the right personnel playing the right style of system. That yep. team likes to counterattack. Jamie Vardy likes to fucking run. Makes perfect sense. Yep. Now I don't know what uh Brendy's uh proclivities are towards uh cocaine, Red Bull and vodka, <laughs> but you know, we do we do we do. it's funny, we always say Vardy does a ton of coke and there's no proof that he does. Right. We just we just assume because he parties like a lunatic, he gets into fights yep. that we just assume he's a cokehead. Do I need to add a legal disclaimer that the opinions expressed here reflect uh nobody of right mind? If anybody at all is taking us seriously. Yeah. They need mental help. Yeah, <laughs> they should be seeking a professional. Please don't send your lawyers. We already accused him of doing coke and uh, banging my chicken. Um, Josh, how deep do these do the problems seem at Spurs? Uh, it's it's weird because uh, Pochettino just seems like he kind of sort of does the same thing every time every game. He like he'll he puts out his kind of standard starting eleven, and then if he gets a goal up, then he kind of tries to just see it out, make a defensive sub. But there's ne- there's never it's always really reactionary from him, in terms of he'll just let the players on the field try to try to see the game out, but he never like makes a dynamic move before the other team does anything yeah. to try to maybe go on and push for a second goal, or he always just wants to try to see a game out and say like okay, it's, and then if it doesn't work, it's like it comes back in the post game. He's like, well, players kind of didn't fit with the system or they didn't do as we were kind of told sort of thing. So I'm going to completely steal this from another show that I listened to, but they brought up a really good point. Do we think maybe they've hit their ceiling, like getting to a Champions League final, maybe in their brains, these guys are kind of thinking, okay, that's that's about what we expected to do. I sure as hell hope so. You know, I'm sure you hope so. (laughs) You know, that... That maybe because this team has always been when you talk about like the top six, this has always been the fifth or sixth place team. This is now the third place team. Have they finally hit the ceiling? You know, it's like because all the talent's there. It's not like they've changed. If anything, they picked up good pieces to improve their lineup. So there's no reason why they shouldn't be performing. But they just they aren't. Is it a disconnect manager? Is it the style that they're playing? Is it? Pochettino's reactionary managing like there's it just it seems weird to be watching this from the outside looking in and not having a dog in the fight it just seems weird yeah and like you kind of look like Deli Alley probably ever hasn't improved necessarily that much in the last year or so you know or you already know Erickson kind of wants out to go get a different challenge Kane was already good so I'm not sure how much more of a up a, up a level he can really get to yeah. um, I mean he had a great finish in this game um, but 
So be, between him, you have him. Like, Son's probably been the most improved over the last year or so. But that's at, that's at, probably the one highlight of the team. And and Lucas Moore is figuring out how to score when he's called upon. Yeah, and he's probably Lucas Moore has probably been, like, their one real addition in the last couple of years for their basic core that they've had. And beyond that, Hugo Lloris is getting older, so they're going to eventually have to replace him. So you don't – they've been a really good team, but they've never really made too many dynamic moves to then improve upon that. Now, um, moving moving on to West Ham, uh, Hammers are fucking rolling. You know, lose lose the first match, and then from there they haven't dropped any. You know, they haven't lost any any games since. They've been playing well. The team's a well oiled machine. It just feels like they've got the right manager, the right setup of players, and they bossed Man United. They flat out bossed them. Yeah, they finally feel like they actually know kind of what system they want to play and what kind of identity they want to have as a team. Completely responding to Bellagrini. Yeah. Like, they yeah. look good. And Manchester United is lost. Uh, <laughs> the, I don't think... Uh, I, I was watching the, the highlights of that game and Yarmolenko's goal. David De Gea was more worried about the offsides call than he was to being a goalie. Right. I mean, he, I think he would have had a chance to at least get his fingertips on that ball mm. if he didn't worry about raising his hand to call offsides. And compl- it, it was just really poor timing for, on his part. Well, the one thing that they do with Yarmolenko that's very interesting is they put him on the opposite side of the field of his strength of his strong foot. So right. he plays the right. So when he's coming into goal, his left, left is at goal. And you know he scored a scorcher against uh, Everton last year doing that, where he just kind of cut in. This was the same thing. It was he got it to the strong foot. The strong foot was inside the goal, and he just put. You know he. Even though the ball was kind of skirting away from him a little bit, he's got the power to put it away. You know, I, I, I guess I was saying it on the uh, on the Hammers TV show that I did is everybody pays attention to Anderson because he's just an incredibly well skilled player. You don't realize this monster on the other side of the field that has a cannon in his leg. He's huge and physical, and he's actually fast as well. It's like you don't even pay attention to it, and it's like. Eh. Guy on the other side is yeah. really so- fucking good, sounds too. Sounds like somebody you knew a couple years ago. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Actually, sounds like a retired DU player that I'm talking to uh, across the table right now. <laughs> except Ex- I wasn't really fast. Except for he would never <laughs> e- Except for he would never play the right side of the field. He'd always play the left side of the field and run down the left side of the field and use his left foot no matter how many fucking times I'd tell him, Rob, play on the right side of the field. Your left foot will be on the inside of the goal. Sure thing, Sam. Right back over to the left hand side of the field. Did I have a problem scoring, or what's what's the issue here? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I got to tell you, with both of these teams, both Leicester and West Ham, we, we kind of been talking about the dark horses, and to a lesser extent, we had included um, Wolverhampton and Everton in that discussion. And until the last two weeks for Everton, I would have continued to have them in that discussion. And frankly, in defense of Wolverhampton playing Europa doesn't help your current situation. I, I've This is going to be a broken record because I've said it multiple times on the show, but I want to get your guys' opinion as well. As far as one and two go, it's defined. Three and four, it's probably Arsenal and Tottenham, mm. but five, six, all the way to ten, why, why can't Leicester be fourth? Why can't West Ham be fifth? Why can't you know, Chelsea finish in 10th. Why can't United finish in 10th? Like the, the, it seems like the, the separation is much more narrower now amongst the top clubs in the league. Yeah. A lot more parity between from like six down to 10. 
because now, like Chelsea's Chelsea's young, so they'd have to like they're good, but they're inconsistent. Man, U has no idea what they actually want to do, and then Everton's kind. Everton can be good, but they're in too inconsistent for that. Yep. Um, Leicester, Leicester, as long as they can keep their people in mass and still plays as well as he is, they can absolutely challenge for a top four. Absolutely. And there, I, I mean, there's, I, a, three, there there's too. a three point spread from third in the table right now to twelfth. Yeah. Yeah. So it's you know well I mean and I mean some it's still of it a little too early to e- to make these calls. But. Yeah, I mean I th- I think as the season rolls on, you're going to see Everton and Wolverhampton get it right and move up the table more. Yeah. But you know when you see somebody like Leicester up at the top right now, you're like, yeah, they're going to stick around. And yeah. you see West Ham up there, you're like, yeah, they're going to stick around. You see Bournemouth up there, and you're like, eh, Bournemouth's up there every time. They're going to fade. Right. But like something feels different, and it's also like a guy like say. Uh, you know, Felipe Anderson had no desire to leave. The, there's not the calling of the big six as much as there used to be anymore. Right. Players are willing to stay with their clubs, and that makes a huge difference. Yeah. Like, to admit, I don't know who would necessarily want to go after Felipe Anderson, even though he's very good. But yeah, if Manu's coming after him, he's going to look at their situation and West Ham situation and say, I don't know what the benefit is for me to leave. You don't, right. you're, you're not really playing in Europe and. You guys have no idea what you're doing. Unless City or Liverpool come for him, why the fuck would James Madison want to leave? Yeah, and even Leicester. Then, and even there's, then, it's there's like no reason. There's he, no reason to. He's playing every week at Leicester already. Yeah. So who and, kn- and he's going to get an English. He got an England call up. He's going to play on the English team. So uh, why? Yeah, there's there's no benefit for him to leave. Uh, real quickly, and then we'll wrap it up here on Manchester United. Um, you know, for the most part, it just seems like the team doesn't really care to play. I mean, the new signings are doing their job. You know, Basaka's looked good and professional, and Maguire's looked good and professional, and and David James has been really great as 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 a young player. But the rest of the team just doesn't seem to have any inspiration. When Pogba comes back, will his ego help or hurt? This team, I feel like it can only hurt because if if the team's already not good, he's his head's not going to be in it. Yeah, I think maybe they'll get a boost for a game or two, and then they'll fade like it always has with them. And... Yeah, I I almost feel like he's going to walk onto the field, be like, "All right, well, you all sucked while I was gone. Now you will be brilliant because I am here. This is a, I'm not going yeah. to chase anybody. I'm not going to do anything. But you all are now better because I am here. This hurts to say it, Houston. Yeah, but he is Ozil. To Arsenal, yeah, y- y- yes. I hate saying yes. that, obviously, because that's one of my used to be one of my favorite players. But yeah, he's, he's he's just he's toxic. a crutch. Yeah. He's a crutch. Um, how much longer does I mean, Ole... it was like Arsenal five years ago? <laughs> <laughs> well said, Graham. Well said. Um, how much longer does Ole have? He might at least get the season because I feel like they'd be scared of doing a, another reset like in the middle of the year again, because then that's just going to start their process over again. So they might want to try to have them at least see out the year, maybe get through a transfer window, see if they bring anyone in. Uh, where do you, where do you think they're going to finish, Rob? I, I think they could still finish top six. Yeah? yeah. You, think, you think they've got the talent to do it? I, I do. I think, uh, actually, I, I have a question. Is Rashford out with injury? Because I saw he left early. Yeah, but hurt his groin. groin? Yes, yeah. yes. And, and Martial is so still not that's 100%. Huge, so maybe I should retract that previously. <laughs> maybe it's not top six. But uh, they're definitely going to be in the top half. So we often joke whenever City loses a match where we go, oh, I don't want to be the next team that plays City. Holy fuck. I don't want to be the next team that plays City, Watford. Fucking City 
eight, Watford fucking nil. Jesus, boys. Finally, a football score. It's almost too much to recap. God. You can go over the first five goals in the first 20 minutes and spend a half an hour. Fucking dumpster fire. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. That was was Mike Ashley was there with Watford going, you know what? This is how you manage a club. Let me tell you how we do it here. This is what you do. Set it on fire. Fucking (laughs) hell. I I just... I'm, I'm watching my game, obviously, and I'm just looking at the highlights, and I'm just like... Jesus Christ, they're already up at the 20 minute mark. They're up five to fucking nothing. Right. And and everyone's scoring. Everyone. It's like, you score a goal and you score a goal and you score a goal. The latest episode of Oprah. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking insanity. Uh, This is, there's no need to get into all the craziness and minutia of it. I really have one big question since I've got a Liverpool supporter here. You're off to a great start. Things are going really well. And then you see your direct competition do shit like that. It's got to be concerning, right? You got to be, I mean, yeah, you got to focus on you, but you go, fuck, they're capable of doing that? Yeah, it's like it's it's a it's a cross between the fact that I think Watford still hasn't really gotten out of the Wembley locker room from the FA Cup final when they got, mm-hmm. when they got smashed, and then... It's just Kevin De Bruyne is just that good. Like when when he's turning the screws, there's no one in the EPL that's better than him. And and then it just leaves guys like Bernardo Silva and David Silva free to do whatever yeah, and, they want. And if you, if you can give Kevin De Bruyne ten yards of space on the wing, he's going to pick a ball out on a dime, and you're going to give up goals the entire all day. And again, a bunch of tap-ins. a bunch of tap-ins from inside the six. This is what I mean. Uh, I. It, to poke fun at your team, but to not poke fun at your team. A lot of your fans are like, at the end of last season, well, we scored more goals from outside the 18, oh, yeah, and yeah, we I should saw, get double points for that. <laughs> no, City just would touch the ball in on the goal line regularly. It, yep. That's just how they beat people. It, What's more insulting, an amazing shot from outside the 18 that goes in the upper 90s, or a guy just standing on your goal line with nobody around you, smiling at you yep. as he touches it in with That's his heel? That's what Kiko did. Uh, <laughs> he just <laughs> stood there. <laughs> like, it's just insane. Dude, it's like, if you watch that game, it's like, if Pep just happened to wander out into the field, he could have had Bernardo Silva's hat-trick the same way. Just like <laughs> Tappins from the goal line because Wofford had no care to defend. You, you could have <laughs> scored a hat trick in that game. Yeah, I mean, like I could have scored a hat trick in that game. It was just it, it's insanity. Are is Watford going down? If they don't change anything, yeah, like they they haven't. I don't know who's going to score for them. I don't know who's going to defend for them. Like they giving up eight goals is so hard to do almost because you'd have. Like five nothing in the first twenty minutes. That's like after that they're already checked out. It could have been a dozen. Yeah, freaking Ben Foster made four amazing saves in that game. It could have been worse. It's it could have been worse. It's embarrassing. It's a that's a FIFA score that you play on PS4 or Xbox. It's not a. I I wonder score. I, so you bring in you bring in Kike Flores to improve the defense, and you give up eight goals. Like, okay, so. This board nor- notoriously has a short leash leash with coaches. They've gone through, I think it's nine and eight years. Does this team find themselves going through three managers this season? Even I don't know what that. Was. I don't know what change the manager would do at this point. It's that it, it has when it's eight nothing it has to be on the players because when it gets to that point, that's like when like teams just start like counting out passes before they even like try to take a shot. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, it was. Yeah. I just un- unreal to see, and it's a scoreline you just look at and you go, how in the 
fuck did that happen? Like, this is professional fucking sports, man. Yeah, absolutely. Man, and I, one of the reasons. Sevens. Yeah, exactly. They what? were at sixes and sevens. <laughs> one of the reasons it makes me so fucking mad is that they drew us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A couple weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. So they have the potential to be, I don't know, maybe top 15 squad max. And I think that's ultimately where they'll end because I'm hoping that Aston Villa continues their downward spiral and stays in the bottom hey. three. Hey. <laughs> oh, wow. Somebody rooting. Like, Sam and I are both rooting for Villa to stay up. We're just happy to see him back up in the league again. So we're rooting for him to stay up. But damn. Okay. Hey, remember. Shots fired. You, you liked. Yeah, nah, that was the only a gig. Sh- not the only <laughs> shot you're going to be seeing tonight. Um, <laughs> you know, yeah, I mean, I got I to gotta say. Yes. Go ahead, darling. Can't find my mute button. I'm like, you're uh, talking big like a man that doesn't have his own shot to do. Oh, I know. Ooh. I definitely have my own shot to do. You know, I'll just close it on this. I mean, Watford managed to score two goals on your shitty defense, and hell, City's defense is just as shitty as yours, and they managed to get a shutout. Rounding out the rest of the week in oh, so that happened. Bournemouth three, Southampton one on the Friday night light game. Burnley two, Norwich nil. Brighton nil, Newcastle nil in the game that we all took a fucking nap. Palace one, Wolverhampton one, Arsenal three, Mel's Aston Villa two, <laughs> Sheffield United two, Everton nil. Two weeks ago, we were talking about the uh, Cherries having a um, tough go of it and looked like they were in trouble, and then they got to you know face Everton, which of course they beat, and then Southampton this week, who is consistently the most inconsistent team in the league. And next thing you know, they're now in fifth place again. Like they seem to be every fucking season. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, Bournemouth's counter attack was just too strong. Yeah. They, they just exposed them. I think all three goals were on a counter attack. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, It's, and it just seems like I'm just not sold on Southampton, but Southampton seems to get the right wins in the right places. They beat Brighton, you know, they beat they beat Villa, they they beat the team they need to beat because that's the team that's gonna be battling them for seventeenth and eighteenth place, it seems. Mm-hmm. I do root for Southampton to stay up just because we like pillaging their players, but that's right. LFC's uh, uh youth academy. Yeah. Southampton. <laughs> but uh, yeah, then on the other side I do like Harry Wilson keeps scoring. He's had a pretty good season so far while on loan from Liverpool, so so uh, Burnley pulls a Burnley. Hey, by the way, we're going to score two quick counterattacking goals in the first uh, 15 minutes. Fuck you, Pookie. You're not going to get the ball at all, and we're going to win 2-0. Yep. Yeah. You got burnley That's what Burnley does to you. Yeah, you got wood. Yeah. <laughs> burnley was better at playing their game than than uh, Norwich was at playing theirs. Yeah, it's, it's just very simple. Um, uh, Brighton tied Newcastle. No, no. Feels about right. Yeah. And it was ugly. And, Very and, generic. And and you know what? <laughs> no. That's the comprehensive cover coverage we have for yeah. Brighton versus Newcastle this week. Um, so Palace at home, they're pretty deplorable. They figure out a way to somehow luck into a one nothing lead <laughs> on an own goal, only to give it away at the very end. And I, I forget the player that saw the double yellow. Sai. Yeah. You 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 know. You know Zaha is going to go down. You know you can only get away with it so much. After you've hacked him once and you've gotten the yellow, you can't do it again. It doesn't matter how fucking light it is. The fucking second yellow is coming. Like, 
That was a Sam Graham special. Oh, yeah. Sam, Sam Graham special. He and ran him from the back. Probably would have argued it, too. Just said, fuck I you. hate that you're shit. Not, you're not yeah, going any further. Exactly. Graham does hate that shit. <laughs> I just, I, um, again, Wolves, you just, they just need the first win. But it doesn't look like it's coming. Like, I mean, great. They got Watford next. Watch Watford get their shit together next week. Like, it's yep. just, it's, it, they're doing great in Europe, which is which is key. That's I mean, we were talking with um, Paul, who's our uh, Wolves supporter down in Houston last week, and it's like, oh, hang on to that brother because that's that's what you got that's right you now. Got, yep. You know, just hope the boys keep doing well in Europe. You get out of the group stages and you advance in the knockout stages because this season's going to be a dog, and there's only going to be slight little tiny glimpses of brilliance that'll make you real happy. Like you know, you'll beat you'll beat Arsenal at at the Emirates, and you'll be like, "How the fuck did that happen?" You know, yep. while you lose to Sheffield at home. I mean, that's that's just what it's going to be for them. Yep. So, looking into the uh, Arsenal Villa game, um, wow, you guys really wanted to give that game away, didn't you? <laughs> we tried. We tried our best. Yeah, it would have been. It just would have been brilliant. I had nine one one dialed up at halftime. You know, I was I was, uh, I was at a baby shower, so I couldn't watch the game live. Oh. But I kept checking the scores on my phone, and I'm just giggling my. Ass yeah, off. I was expecting a text. I'm not every time, I, every time I looked, I just started giggling, and I had a whole bit planned of like showing me drinking a glass of sangria, going, "Well, this is my beverage this week." And yep. then, fuck, what a comeback! Um, yeah. especially after even more adversity after they scored the second goal. <laughs> wow, yeah. Well, I mean, that was an immediate I mean, response. Yeah, you, you got to be kicking yourself in the ass for that one. You, you're down a man. You, you battle back to get the draw. And then what? Within two minutes, you gave up the the next goal. Like you gave it right back to him. Yep. Yeah. It was. Uh, <laughs> I like this, Rob. Thank you for sharing it with me. This is now a button on my board. <laughs> that is apparently it's very catchy. that apparently is a villain song. That is a villain <laughs> it's song. very catchy. All the villainesses sing it. <laughs> All the villainesses in the club. <laughs> now, um, yeah. Rob, if that's away from the Emirates, do you lose that match? Uh, no, in our track record, yes, absolutely, yeah. would lose. Yeah, absolutely. It's um, that's solace you take in that Mel is yeah, at absolutely. home. You probably figure out a way to hold on to. We that. We still have a lot to figure out in the back. I mean, it wasn't terrible. I mean, there was a good effort going. We're still getting to know one another and getting used to everything, and we put up a good fight. Dude, Jack we put Grealish up a fight. Is a- Oh, oh, it's yeah. a game. It's a game you're supposed to lose. Yeah. It's a game you're supposed yeah. to lo- lose, and you lost it. Well, Graham had the bet. What was it? Four uh, nil. Yeah, four nil. He had it going, so he uh, we definitely beat his bet. So I'm happy with that at least. Yeah, absolutely. So that's the only solace I can take when swallowing that bitter, bitter shot of Malort. Oh, it's coming. So, Rob, are you um, are you going to be okay with the fact that your team is going to win every game five to three this season? Uh, yeah, as long as they Same. keep winning them. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> no, as long as they keep keep winning them, I could care less. Um, but it is extremely frustrating to watch our back four. All right, you got to perform. Like, you, da- I'm sorry, da- it's just so David Luiz should not be a freaking gooner. <laughs> <laughs> it's so infuriating. How, how, I, I, I wish 
Chelsea just take it back. How, how about turn policy? Like no take backs. I, I, I was I was a pretty. I, I I thoroughly enjoyed uh, Socrates being on the ground, then wrapping his arms around the leg like a little kid would do to their dad, <laughs> like arms and legs around. And then when he couldn't shake him free, he just grabbed his face like he magically got kicked. I'm like headbutted his own fist. I'm like, dude, you're supposed to be like the hard man back yeah, there. Looks, Why are you being like such a, a little freak, pansy? Yeah. Like that was daft. No, there was that's, nothing daft about it. Yeah, so, I mean, I think it's probably time that we uh, we get to the more important moment of uh, this evening, which is... We're I mean, go ahead too much let... more of this. I'm going to start drinking it as a martini. Yeah, you know. I might develop a taste for it. Oh, there we you. go. Yeah, well, um, you know what, Sam? Sammy, time for old Mike Ashley, son. <laughs> yes. Yes, as we lead into uh, my game as well, we've got... Uh, Josh here pouring my shot. I I figure, honey, after after the many 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 years of marital bliss we have had together, I think it's very important that we do a shot together because you know what, Houston. If yeah. I had to do a shot this week, at least you have to too. Oh, why? Thanks. I was trying to actually be <laughs> fucking sweet. I'm not ever. So allow me to say the following: A marriage that malorts together stays together. Sorry, you guys. I had to hear that pound on the table. That is an old uh, bartender's toast. Whenever you uh, toast your glasses, you then pound it on the table. It's giving a toast to the house, which I guess we're just toasting each other and ourselves with that. But still, and um, I'm yeah. a self-indulgent prick. I got no Alan problem with that. and uh, Taylor and uh, all of the Villanista fans out there. I am developing a taste for this, so pretty soon I'll take your power away from you. Ah, uh, I'm surprised you didn't say Taylor. Note, 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 though, she had to actually uh, uh, chase it. Um, I'm used to the bitterness being married to her. So, I mean, all right. So let's go ahead and get into uh, Sheffield <laughs> United versus Everton. So uh, Everton completely dominates the match, except for one thing. They decide to not actually go at goal at all. None. Just let's pass the ball around the 18 because that's apparently that's just Arsenal work. to a T, basically, you yeah. know, even though you're talking about Everton. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you know. Everton scored as many goals as Sheffield did, and they still managed to lose somehow. <laughs> yeah, I know. I love watching little goal. Arsenal, junior Arsenal, the people that couldn't cut it, you know, when I see your team. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, the, the, I, I think the most frustrating part of it all... I like how he just keeps on going. Uh, I'm just... I, I, <laughs> look, I expect it, and it's only a matter of time before the fucking red starts chiming in with shit, too. Four Trust words. me. It sucks when your team sucks. You'll never walk alone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'd prefer walk alone. Thank you very much, you <laughs> fuck-offs. I got the three of you bagging on me, and I'm uh, I'm here all by myself, walking alone. Thank you. All because so, of Tim Howard. Yeah. Thanks, guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, the team the team drew me in. And, you know, Evertonians are born, not manufactured. And uh, while at a very old First. age that's cute <laughs> well, at a, while at an older age i was reborn and reborn in the image of a shitty team that likes to finish in the middle of the table <laughs> every year <laughs> speaking of which let's um start wrapping this up because the redskins play tonight uh talking about mediocrity the skins play tonight um so here here's my thought process on it boys is let's look at what west ham and uh, Leicester are doing, and then let's look at what Everton's doing. Um, both, all three teams have pretty good lineups. They've made good signings. They've brought in good players. Um, I think the biggest difference between the three teams 
Brendan Rodgers managed Liverpool. Manuel Pellegrini managed Manchester City. Marco Silva managed Watford. (laughs) We keep bringing on the quote-unquote up-and-coming manager. We did it with Koeman at Southampton. We did that with Martinez at a relegated Wigan. And we kind of keep expecting this team to suddenly break the top six and become amazing. And it's maybe what we need is an established manager. I mean, I I can't believe I'm about to utter these words. Maybe we fucking need Jose Mourinho. Like, I mean, that's maybe that's the shit we need. Maybe it's we need an established manager who's going to look these guys in the face and go, no, this is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to change things. This is what we're going to do to be successful. Because right now, Silva seems to be set on one thing. We're going to go with one striker up top. We're going to go with Gilvie Sigurdsson just off of him. Gilfie has had a shit season the whole fucking season so far. Yeah, I mean, I assume Tom Davies fucked Marco's mother, and that's why he's not getting on the fucking pitch. Because that game this weekend screamed, add energy. Who's the fucking energy on our team? Tom Davies. You bring out the kid. You let him run around like a fucking lunatic. Who cares if he gets a yellow card? Like, just do something to change the impact of the game. And every week, it's the striker, and it's the off-striker, with the three, with the two wing back, the two wings behind him, and two central defending midfielders. Maybe we shouldn't be expecting the 19 year old to carry it all on his back. Maybe we need two strikers. But this manager doesn't want to change the fucking lineup. All right, yeah. I've been ranting. Please tell how's, me your thoughts. How's, uh, how's the Wilby turning out for you? <laughs> he actually is playing well. He's uh, two goals in four games. He's played well. He's creative. He's doing stuff. I mean, it's. I mean, so the opposite of Theo Walcott. Yeah. Oh, when Theo when Theo <laughs> comes on the pitch, you're just like, that's because Marco hates Tom Davis that much that he just keeps right. putting Theo Walcott, which also now there was a lot of rumor of Lookman not being a particularly good in practice and not really working hard, and that's why Walcott constantly got playing time. I I can't imagine the story is the same for Tom Davis, who's been... I mean, he was a fucking captain last year on this team. And how he's not on the pitch just... It, it baffles me. And now Andres Gomez is out indefinitely with his rib injury, and JPEG is at least another month and a half away from being healthy. So, what? We're going to go with Schneiderlin every fucking week? Like, how about how about we move Sig- Sigurdsson back and go to a... Four four two and run Calvert Lewin and Keane up top. Why not? Why not change it? Why not change it? And and I hate to say it, a fucking league cup game, a league cup game against Sheffield Wednesday is now a must fucking win game for this team. No, no, that's the Owls. That's the fuck the Owls. You know, nice try. Oh, okay. Again. Please interject, no, boys. Uh, you also have to remember, so Sheffield is actually unbeaten away this year. They drew. They also drew Chelsea two two mm-hmm. um, at Stamford Bridge. So I, I think uh, it was uh, one of those trap games for you guys, where I think most of you th- thought you should have won that game, but you're, the perfect storm happened. You're a kinder you co-host. You're a kinder co-host than Graham because Graham would have been like, "Fuck off, you suck." So well. Josh, your thoughts? I'm a better person than Greg. Yeah, just it feels like, especially especially if you're comparing yourself to the West Hams and Leicesters, it seems, feels like you lack that quality, like the one person in your, side, in your team that can just change a game on their own, whereas Leicester has Madison and West Ham has a Felipe Anderson. 
you might I would say maybe you have Richarlison, but even he is like he's does it sometimes, but he's he's too a little, a little too inconsistent to be still on that level. That's also I think another. That's, what it is. that's a Marco too thing. much inconsistency. That's another Marco thing. I mean, I wouldn't expect you guys to know like all the intricacies of a shitty middle of the table team, but he played on the left all last year, and that's where he was successful. Where's he playing? He's playing on the right because Marco's convinced he needs someone on the left that's right-footed and someone on the right that's left-footed, and that that is how it has to be. Right. Well, how about just put your studs where they do best? Like, let let your let your stars be stars where they're stars. Just let them do their fucking job. Um, I would say we've already spent enough time talking about this bullshit, so... Uh, and now we get to play fucking City next. Watch us fucking beat them. Watch us beat them just to confuse me. To complete, confuse me and help this fucking son of a bitch. It's time to tell you what little we know. It is prediction time. Uh, fuck you, Liverpool. Seriously, I actually bet on you for once. All you need to do is I don't know have your top goal scorer score a fucking goal. Can't score a fucking goal. Thanks a lot. I'm pretty convinced that uh, somehow um, someone got the news to Mo Salah that there was um, an Evertonian betting on him to uh, score, and they were like, well, fuck it. Somebody else score, because we need to ruin this guy's uh, betting streak, right? Yeah, yeah. I hold you personally responsible, Josh. It's your fault. Exactly. So, um, <laughs> Pat hit on his, uh, frankly, very, very safe bet to say that uh, Liverpool was going to win, but I'm a little bit concerned about Graham, because he's doing all these crazy-ass parlays, and he keeps losing. He's Man, a degenerate. Chasing. He's six hundred yeah. in the hole. I mean, I'm only I mean, I lost, so I'm now a buck ninety down, but he's six in the hole, man. He is not looking good. Not at all, man. I'm yeah. I'm a little concerned about him. So um He's a problem. Yeah, he does. So um I hate that shit. That's, yeah, that's well. why we're best friends. So <laughs> so uh Rob, you got a uh you got a pick for me this week? Yeah, I do actually. Um I'm so I'm gonna go with the Chelsea Brighton draw. Okay. I think, Chelsea, I think, Brighton, I think draw. Brighton's gonna. Is that show at Brighton? Um, no, it's at Chelsea. It's at Stanford Bridge. Okay, got it. You th- you think Chelsea falls asleep at the wheel after the big after the big match? Okay. I do. I like what I see out of Sheffield too. Or, I'm sorry, Brighton. Okay, very good, very good. How about uh, Josh? What you got? I'm taking Watford to get a win at the Molyneux over at Wolves. Ooh. They got, they got an extra day of rest with League Cup this week because I think Wolves plays on Wednesday, Watford plays on Tuesday, and then they. Have to have some kind of response after getting drubbed. You can't. You can't possibly be that bad. Wow. Okay. That's crazy. And I think that's a plus three hundred for 300. yours. Yeah. Very nice. So um, it's as customary. We have our sports direct mug here, and it's very important that I feed the cup of losers. So I'm going to feed it with um, Big Sam's. Rob, you know that tradition, right? Uh, they uh, adopted it from the Preakness, Preakness days. Every time, yep. Fill we in the cup of losers. Yes, so um, this one reads: uh, Big Sam's, uh, fuck off, Mo. So that's that's that one is the fuck off Mo. And then um, the this is I think actually more a cry for help is Graham sucks ass at betting. <laughs> so it just I, I mean, I, I, I feel for the boy. And at some point in time, I mean, maybe like horse racing, he needs to wear his stupid little fucking hat that he wears and become like the Dude, rally cap. Yeah. yeah. It's, well, it's one of those douchey hats the that like douchebags wear. Mr. Yes, Sam Graham. Exactly. And then we call him the horse racing aficionado. <laughs> so um, as long like as he I doesn't s- wear his kilt. Yeah, exactly. Well, if he wears his kilt, let's face it, you know, we're I'm going to ball tap him the entire day because <laughs> he deserves that. So um, what we got coming up now, so it's time for us and to... And now, 
it's time for our degenerate gambling friend, Pat's Pick It A Week. That is a professional that hears the hit and immediately cuts off to let it be said. So um, I'm just going to go ahead and right off the jump tell um, our degenerate gambling friend Pat to fuck himself, fuck himself right in the ass as much as humanly possible. Easiest pick in the world. Man City manhandles Everton. Take the minus one and a half for minus 120. Sorry, Sam, you'll be drinking Malort again next week as Man City probably takes care of the spread in the first half and you'll have a relaxing second half just waiting for the refs to blow the whistle. Uh, they have covered the last Damn. three the, times. Yeah, this isn't about money anymore. This is personal. This is four personal. Four in a row. Um, How's his record been? Uh, it's pretty good. He's four and one. He's 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 at kitty level. He's definitely at kitty level. Yeah, but now, based on that bet, has he won like two dollars? Uh, well, no. He had some bigger bets, and All then right. he took then he took a bad beat, and he's been playing safe to get himself oh, boy. just Back over. Even. Scared yeah. money doesn't don't make money. No. Yeah, I think, uh, Sam <laughs> yeah, yeah, should yeah. Take a... <laughs> Scared money has just six hundred in the hole. Um, <laughs> yeah, Graham should take. But a, take a hit. I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say the following. So I like may when Graham was in uh, England, he bet for Everton to win, <laughs> and as soon as that came up, I was like, Sam, your buddy just screwed you. <laughs> Uh, Pat, I'm going to give you a twofer here. So um, when you, I will have to do a shot of my lord. I'm, I'm going to. We're probably going to lose. But when we lose two to one, and you don't cover the spread, how about you bring your happy ass over here on Monday night and do a shot of my lord with me on air? And uh, at the same time, you can go ahead and collect your cool ten dollars that Mr. Graham still <laughs> owes you and has been trying to avoid you. Now, um, what's more important? I do go down to 190, but it could be worse. I could be Graham. So, for this... Big Sam's Lock of the Week! Yeah, that's right. We got I love production. that shit. I am going to take Norwich City to beat Palace at plus 275. I think a nice, simple, safe bet. Get me right back over everything and uh, watch Palace then decide to fuck me. Who's, so, who's home in that one? Uh, I believe it is Palace's home, and Palace is horrible at home. So, um, now if we gave you that, gentlemen, that would be enough, right? This is a pretty good segment, right? We want more. Yeah, we give you Kitty the Chicken. (laughs) All right, see, I like Josh's, like, getting in with the music. Can you believe Sam Graham doesn't feel this shit? Like, Josh is over here, like, raving out with Graham, us. Graham bitches Rob's about not it. sure if he's going to get into it or not. Like, Rob's like, uh, I don't know how I rave. feel about this. I know. All Kitty right. likes to hang out with Pickford. Get the rave on, baby. So, Kitty was very boisterous now that she is 5-1. So I decided to give Kitty a tougher match this week. So I asked her to pick between West Ham who is traveling to the Vitality to face Bournemouth. Ooh. Now, Kitty is very aware that the Cherries are tough out at home. They're rock stars at home. But she pulled up her YouTube page and showed me the spot she did on Carpool Karaoke. No shit. She was on the Late Late Show? She was there with James Gordon, and I don't know uh, if you remember the episode is where they had uh, Def Leppard's guitarist, Phil Collin, and they were singing Pour Some Sugar on Me. No shit. I mean, they could have been like with Karaoke. Uh, Katy Perry too, because she's a she's a big West Ham fan as well. 
So obviously, Kitty thinks the Hammers are going to keep it rolling with a win this weekend. All right. Well, Kitty's been on fire. I mean, if you're betting Kitty, you're betting the money. You're fucking winning, right? It's Kitty joining the firm. She's getting getting you in know, the Green Street Hooligans. She should. She's she's everywhere. That bitch gets around. So uh, just remember, people, every week, gamble responsibly and legally. So, when your knee hurts two years after your last game, you might be getting too old for this shit. I know. The retired former Drunkard United player across the the way from us. The rocket on my left leg just caused too much damage Uh, internally. Carrying carrying the team just from your left leg became too much? The assurance on his leg was too much for the club to carry. (laughs) (laughs) Damn straight. That's okay. You've been replaced, Josh. How you doing tonight? He's a righty. He's a he's, he's just too normal. He's a righty. Yeah, but 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 he, but he carries the team, so it's fine. Yeah, that's well, true. last week we actually picked up like a ringer because we were like, oh, down. I know. We, we, we were like down. We needed another person, so we picked the guy that played the game before, and I think he scored like the first five goals. Four, four, and yeah. then the then you had two, and then there was that header to Craig, right, and that made it seven. Yeah, maybe. But yeah, but, so we ended up with a tie. Yeah, we picked up the point. You know, yeah. Yeah, it was it was good. That the team wasn't great, but I mean we. I think we well, did. We even have a sub, or no, we were just going. On didn't have him? a sub. So. And and the guy who filled in for us was so tired by by the near the end of the game that he was just laying on the field. So another guy took over for him oh, he, like, as he went off. So like the four, the the well, the five of us, including Jake in the net, the 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 four that were there, like you guys played the whole match and you basically played defense. And then tried to counterattack. Yeah, because he didn't really play defense to start with, which was fine because if you're scoring four goals, you don't really play defense, I guess. The Rob home special, but <laughs> uh, but but like uh, it was it was fine because then but yeah then he had to, I think he had to leave because his ride was leaving. So we we're like, all right, well fuck. So we're down. So we're down a man for like a couple minutes, and we picked up another guy for the last two minutes to kind of just see out a tie. So yeah, yeah, it was. I mean, we we ran out of gas, but I mean, all things considered, fuck no, it, I'll take it. We, not drunk or united. Nah. I mean, we we played less than Iron Man. We added an extra player that we just threw up top to try to see what we can do, and we still managed seven goals. So we're, Dude, we had some bangers of goals too. We had some, oh we had some nice goals. I was waiting for Houston to take credit for the good coaching after that statement. He was like, "But you know, they had me coaching." So. Uh, and, 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 honestly, I give give the boys credit because normally they, whenever I say, "Pack it in, let them play into you." Normally, what happens is this one over here and Pat start running up all around the top end of the field and chasing people. And I'm like, no, pack it in. They actually did what I said and they packed it in and it worked. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it's it's what it is. You know what? We haven't lost yet in the league, which in Division One, normally by this time, we've lost a couple two right. games in. Yep. Better so, start than last season. Exactly. Much better. So, uh, you know, that's, uh, that's about it. So... Josh, thank you so much for joining us again, man. Appreciate it. Oh, it's always a pleasure. Now I don't have to talk about Liverpool again for the next three weeks because, well, you know, we went ahead and let you talk about them for 30 seconds. That's okay. Got any, uh, that was a dig. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Got any uh, parting words? Nah, I think I'm all right. It's Ghost City. <laughs> I actually have a quick parting word. Sure. Um, I just wanted to point out because I got distracted for a moment by our Facebook group page. Uh, yes, you can find us on Facebook at Drunkard uh, DU Football Show, but we also have a private group called the Drunkard United Football Club. 
uh-huh. where we've been doing a lot of shit talking, sharing of videos. And so if you're on Facebook and uh, you want to partake in the shit talking. Do they make fun of Sam Graham? They do all the I'm time. All the time. All the time. Invite. All the time. And invite, uh, invite, invite. Taylor, who uh, is my arch nemesis, but tonight he's my ally in the Lord, posted a sh- picture of him taking a shot tonight in solidarity. So we got all sorts of those kind of hijinks happening. So find the Drunkard United Football Club and come on in and have some fun. Yep. Only thing we ask is no politics and no bullshit. <laughs> and and have okay, thick a skin. Little uh, a, a well, a little bit of bullshit. A tiny little bit of bullshit. Well, you know what I mean with the bullshit. No racist bullshit. Like, so, just have fun. Be, be jackasses. Bust balls. It's fun to do. So, Robbie. Thanks so much for joining, man. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. Did an excellent job tonight, sir. You have, uh, have any parting words? You want to tell Sam he's replaceable? Uh, he's not. He's very good at what he does, uh, and I'll give him his props when he's due. He can <laughs> talk his ass off. He has his whole life. It's, I hate being on the phone with him. <laughs> uh, love you, bro. He does wear his heart on his sleeve. So, uh, Rob, when, um, when I'm gone in December, because I'm going to be gone the week in December of Christmas. So when there's like, you know, 20 games being played, right. I'm going to go on a cruise with uh, my wife's family because I hate myself. Um, He's going to spend Christmas in the middle of the Caribbean with his mother-in-law. I'm out. Fuck, I hate myself. <laughs> so um, when we uh, when I'm gone, you should uh, sit in with Sammy and do the show a couple of times with him. Help him out. I'm in. Excellent, excellent. So um, outside of that, boys and girls, thank you so much for joining us again. Uh, to any of the Gunner fans that Sam met over the past weekend while he was out in London, and also to all of the American Hammers that uh, checked us out on YouTube, uh, please, I hope you enjoyed yourself tonight. Reach out to us on the social media platforms. We love to chat, um, love to have fun, and until uh, next week, everybody, good night. Bless your cotton dick.